Ladies and gentlemen, yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, Season 2, Episode 51, one away from, we're almost there. Uh, Giant Mistake this week is the title. We'll explain it as we go along. I am your host, Eric, with my main man right over there, Ron. How are you? Hello. Hello, my friend. Well, the sports world didn't disappoint yet again. We have tons to unfold this week. It feels like a little bit of a deja vu because we're mentioning Carlos Correa. We're mentioning Alex Ovenchkin again. I mean, I think we just talked about them last week, but eh. I guess I guess we could do it all over again, my friend. You know, I'm just a... still stuck on that whole Dallas Stars, you know, thing from the hockey show. From so. the NHL ranking show. You know, still thinking about the, the, the fans out in Dallas. Yeah, the Dallas fans aren't too kind. And apparently, um, you know. They don't really know what they're talking about. Oh, we, there we, we start off early this week on the show with Ron pissing off someone. Good job, my friend. Yeah, but let's start off with our lead. what I do. <laughs> I see that. Let's start off with our leadoff story. And that would be one Carlos Correa, who has now signed a 12-year, $315 million deal with the New York Mets. Should this deal have been allowed? So he did sign a deal. With the San Francisco Giants, it was 13 year, uh, years for $350 million last week when we had discussed it. Basically, there was some issue with the physical is what we're being told. San Francisco basically wanted some more information. Scott Boris, who's the agent for Carlos Correa, reached out to the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, and said, look, Correa miss, Correa miss, get it, Christmas." May have come early. He goes, you have one minute, is basically what Scott Boris said to Steve Cohen. And I want to play some audio right now of Scott Boris with the questioning of the injury or the physical with the San Francisco Giants. There's been a lot of discussion about backs and ankles. And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing about him that is... Uh, currently any form of medical issue. All the conjecture and evaluation of him has been about, you know, um, physicians using their crystal ball. So he's basically saying these physicians are, are looking outward as to say, hey, look, this is what the injuries could happen with Carlos Correa in the future. So when we talked about it last week, Ron, we discussed he would be 41 by the time the contract ends. So he'll be 40 now with this new one. Was it fair to say that the physicians may have gotten this right, saying, look, if we looked at certain things, maybe he's got some cartilage in the knee that in, a, in five years they could tell was, was going to, you know what I mean, where? I don't understand what Scott Boris was saying. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a $35 million big problem for for Correa. Um well Boris, say, money, like, right? You know, I mean this is 
this is, you know, a red flag. A giant mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a and red flag. I yep. think I think the Giants are probably glad they got out of that contract because I mean, there's a lot of chatter, and they probably figured, oh my God, that that was that was um, a big overpaying of a player that doesn't put up the numbers that you would think you want to pay somebody. Well, I, I mean, the Giants definitely will in the free agent market looking to you know land a big, make a big splash. They tried getting Judge. Then this Correa deal was like the next, you know, step for them in that process. And unfortunately, like, look, if I'm going to pay somebody, I'm going to pay somebody that's going to produce, you know, and I, and I get that injuries happen, you know, Red Sox know all about that with Chris Sale, you know, you know, when they first signed that, signed him to a contract, that's a good contract because you expect Chris Sale to be, you know, that superstar, but like, were you expecting Carlos Correa to be a superstar? Like, he's no. never been. No, he's know? solid. And he was a solid place. He's solid. He's right. Not a solid player. You know, good defensive player. But that's a defensive player at shortstop. He wasn't even going to play shortstop for for the Giants. So you're now asking him to play a different position. And on top of that, Asking him to do better at the plate than what he can. I mean, to me, if I'm going to spend all that money, I'm going to spend all that money on a player that is considered, you know, to be a top player. You know, so Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, you know, that kind of a player. Um, uh, I was almost said Hideo Nomo, but. <laughs> What year are we going back, my friend? Uh, but he wouldn't even be qualified for that either. <laughs> but Shohei Otani would be, you know, those are the guys that you want to show up the money for. And just think about it. Shohei Otani is a free agent next year. Right. So you're looking at the contracts that are being offered right now. Now you've got a dual threat when it comes to pitching right. and hitting. I mean, I can only imagine what he's going to get on the market. Uh, and I'm sorry. Like, if you're gonna, If you're going to give Carlos Correa all that money... What does that say about the pay scale of the rest of the team? Uh, they're spending the, the New York Mets just threw money everywhere yeah. so far. And you think about it, even Correa, they're going to move him to third yeah. because they already have Lindor. They yeah. don't need a shortstop. They would just, they just want to spend money. They got, they grabbed Verlander. They re-signed Nemo. They re-signed Edwin Diaz. Yeah, they like, want, they want to win the championship. You know, they want a world course. series title. And they're going to try to do what L.A. did. Yeah. We've seen this before, though. Even think about the Florida Marlins. Yeah. Do you remember the Marlins? Like, they would go all in. They did it twice. They yeah. go all in. They, they they get all these guys. They win a series. And then what do they do? They cut bait. Because they just, yeah. you know, financially, it doesn't make sense to keep these guys around. Right. But you start tying these guys into these big contracts. It's going to be very hard to, for a team to say, hey, look, I want to take him on at 35 and still be paying him 30 plus million dollars a year, knowing that he's not the same player. No. And this no, is Scott God, Boris. You know, good luck to him. Good luck yeah. to him. Scott Boris runs Major League Baseball. He is by far the, the, when it comes to an agent in a sport and controlling a sport, he's the guy. Well, he just lost his client 35, about $35 million. So, I mean. But this is my, my point would be, Ron, though. What was holding up the deal with the Giants? 
something came up on that physical and he can mm. sit back Boris and say crystal ball. And they're looking, there was some, there's no way in, in anybody's right mind yeah. that you can sit back and say the giants were going to offer him a contract and then pull back. They yeah. didn't even pull back the contract. They just said, look, we've got to investigate something that came up on the physical. And then all of a sudden Boris yeah. is like, okay, let's go somewhere else. Yep. So I would question how legitimate, you know what I mean? His health in this question was to begin with. Yeah, you got to. I mean, because he didn't play a full season, you know, last season either. There was some, there was an injury, you know, albeit it wasn't a long injury, but, you know, maybe that is what's coming up. And maybe there's something else there that he's going to have to have surgery on. And it's just not out yet. So, you said, right, he lost $35 million for his client. Think about this, Ron. If it comes back, and let's just say Correa at some point next season has an injury that affects him and he, he's out. Scott Boris, his credibility with these owners, it could be shaken because now they're going to start to look at, okay, how did you pull that trigger off and tell him nothing's wrong and then he's yeah. out? He's out. He's got to be very cautious and walk, walk a tight. And you here. also have to look at it at the Mets' point of view. If, if there's something there come up as an injury, you know, this upcoming season, they have a case that they can, you know, I don't file think against a, Correa. Yeah, but is, is there a lemon law? In, in I don't know. Against? I don't think there is. So I don't know. They're on the hook. I mean, how many times have we seen a guy sign a big contract and he just, he really doesn't play? He just gets paid. Well, I figure at some point soon he's going to be hanging out with Bonilla. And, Jay, thanks uh, for joining again. You know they'll they'll be they'll be enjoying their big like ten million plus, you know, salary together when they're not even playing. Yeah, maybe Chris Sale can come, give him a call, say, "Hey, this is what I did. This is how not to ride a bike." Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. Great discussion, but let's let's go into our National Football League NFL action this week. And the big story that's coming out of Philadelphia right now is Jalen Hurts. He's been ruled out for that massive game against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Talk about a disappointment, but how do you think overall it's going to affect the game and, and what we're going to expect to happen in this game? Well, now this puts a ton of pressure on Dallas because – now, if Dallas loses, that is a problem for Dallas because they they cannot afford to lose to the backup of for Jalen Hurts. You know they can't afford to lose to him. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, baby, Gardner Minshew, yeah. that magic. I, I look. I've never been a big believer in Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's seen some action this season in three games. He's thrown for 34 yards at 50%, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He really hasn't played much. The key would be, look, Jalen Hurts, was he's on an MVP pace. The record, what he's been able to do, the problem's going to be now is how does Dallas game plan for a quarterback that they really haven't seen all season? That could be an interesting factor that we're not taking into account. You've seen the tape on Jalen Hurts. We don't know oh. how the Philly offense is going to change now under Garner Minshew. Look, this is this is what I was saying. And, you know, Dallas, this is like a playoff game for Dallas. 
you know, because oh, they, they have spot. to win this game. They have to win this game. You lose because you lose an they, overtime to Jacksonville. It's it's every, in everybody the back of everybody's mind right now. Right, and then if you lose this one on top of that to a backup quarterback uh, against your division rival yep. that oh, you're yeah. trying to gain ground on, and it it's a bad look. So if they lose this game, which I believe they will, wow. I we think they're going to predictions lose. later on the show, my friend. You know, look, I just don't think that they're going to hold up against that that defense. Yeah, and I don't think that they're going to get into, you know, the back pocket of whoever's throwing the ball for them, whether it's Minshew or you know whoever their third guy is. You know, I just don't see it. I mean, like. Look, I like Parsons and all, but that offensive line is different than what they're used to playing against. Jason and Wenda, thank you. So I will I will say this. If you look at Dallas, this is almost what happened with Dallas. If you think about when, you know, Dak went down in that injury and Cooper Rush came in and he actually carried the team for those four or five weeks. We could see the same thing with Philadelphia. They may rally around this and say, look, we've got to continue to play hard because a Jalen hurts is playing lights out and we just don't want to let him down and garden Minshew really realistically, if you're asking him not to lose the game, that's all you're telling him to do. Let our defense control it. We have, we have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball. Just don't make any mistakes. it's going to be an interesting game because I honestly, I I don't know if I agree with you so much as Dallas loses this game, but I don't, I think it, it levels the playing field more where I was probably saying Philadelphia, no doubt with Jalen hurts. Now I'm kind of in debating as to if Philly can pull it off. Right. Just, just it just shows you, you know, what we're looking at in the playoffs and we really have no faith in, you know, the coaching staff of the Dallas Cowboys. That's what it really all comes down to. Yeah, and I think you 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 said it perfectly when you said this is a playoff game for them. And if Mike McCarthy can't get this team hyped up for this game, saying, look, we have a better opportunity than we've ever had. They lost their best player on offense. We need to win this game. Not only because it's a division rival, because they are the favorites right now in the NFC, and we have to show that we're the, we're the dominant team. So let's see, to your point, if they stumble here, a lot of questions about McCarthy and his coaching and coaching in big games. No, great point. Great point. Speaking of another coach, New England Patriots lost in what we can say is probably one of the weirdest endings to a game I've seen in recent memory. How short do you believe the leash is now in New England with Bob Kraft after they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, I gotta, I gotta think that it's crossing his in his mind now. You know, speaking on the shoulders of Kraft. Um, look, I mean, when you start getting, you know, trade talks amongst the media, it's like, well, they could offer, you know, some draft, draft picks, picks to get. Yeah. Belichick, and I think there's a lot of teams that would do that. 
And that is correct. I think there are a lot of teams that would do that. So, you know, that whole theory of where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there's got to be talk. There's got to be talk and there's got to be some thoughts right now running in Kraft's head that this is not working anymore. You know, we have a quarterback that is supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And he's not looking so good, but we don't even know if it's because his ability or if it's just coaching. And I have to say that I'm on the side that it's coaching right now because it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. Like, Bob Kraft's got to be sent back right now and saying, look, you put these guys in position. You, you basically said that <clears throat> Matt Patricia – and Joe Judge were going to be our offensive coordinators that are going to basically have to carry your second-year quarterback and improve him, even though they don't know offense. So to, to your point, listen, Bob Kraft, the New England Patriots have been very successful. We understand with Tom Brady and Belichick and what they were able to do. Bob Kraft also doesn't want to see this team start to become the – you know, Jacksonville Jaguars or the, you know, Cleveland Browns. And they're getting to that point. Look, one playoff appearance, if they don't make it again this year, one playoff appearance in the last three years is not going to be acceptable. They could all, they could always make a trade. They can always make a trade with Tampa Bay. Mac (laughs) and Bill for Tom and some draft picks. Who's coaching your team? You find another coach. There'll be some available that are probably. How well coach. is that working in Tampa Bay for Tom Brady with a different coach? Not very well. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it's the dynamic of the two of them together because of the way they are and how hard they work together. So suppose you can get a guy like say Bill Cowher or something. I don't think Cowher would come out. I I'm Sean saying, Payton. Sean Payton. Well, that was the next name I was gonna I was gonna mention. You know, yeah, I could see it, but but again, how do the fans react to you getting rid of Bill Belichick at this point? He's so close to breaking the record. Yeah, but you know, okay, so we always have the same debate: is it Tom or is it Bill? And I think it's a it's a combination of the two. Yeah, you know, but but right now, I think Tom is more important to you know those championships. Because he did win one without him. And we all know, okay, Bruce Arians, okay, for whatever, however he is a coach, we we all know why they won that Super Bowl. That was Tom. And if you're trading Bill Belichick, yeah, the fans will be in an uproar. But, oh, hey, we're getting Tom back at least another year or two, you know? That's the way they look at it. And, look, fans love Tom more than they love Bill. Yeah, and there's a lot of rumors out there. Look, that Tom Brady either A, retires after this season or possibly there's been talk that he may come back to New England for one more year and and retire as a Patriot. There's a lot of options. He has that, a lot of options. Yeah, Bill Belichick possibly, you know, leaving the coaching reins yeah. and, and just moving to a front office position has been mentioned and rumored lately this week. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you think about this, Eric. Even if you do not choose to go after, say, Peyton – or a cow or, or any of those coaches that, you know, are out there that are available. 
there may be a guy in Tennessee that becomes available. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because if they lose to Jacksonville and they fall out of first place, I think heads could roll there. Yeah, I mean, Mike Rabel would be a, a solid option. I, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, this is what we're here for, you know? They, but you would know, you say the talent's better in Tennessee? Of worms. <laughs> yeah, but the, would you say the talent's not better? Well, I, no, I mean, that's debatable, too, probably. But he really hasn't been able to win in Tennessee, and even when they were playing well. Tannehill was playing well. They had Derrick Henry. They had yeah. a, a great defense, and he wasn't able to win for Abel. So – I, I, I just don't know saying, what the best option would be at this point. Right. They, they, we'll never know what the best option is until there are. And options. as bad as, and as bad as they are, Ron, seven and seven, this team would not be seven and seven with another coach. I, I could, if Mike McCarthy, let's just flip that role for a second. Oh, if Mike well, McCarthy and Bill Belichick are in two different terrible. roles. If they were in both different roles. They were both Cowboys flipped. would have won the Super Bowl last year and they would win the Super right? Bowl this year. Exactly. And Mike McCarthy would probably have this team at three and what at 10. Yeah. Three and eleven. Oh, I, I I totally agree with that. So I mean it's it's hard to say that if they because of the way they're built, they're not set up to win right now anyway. No. So Belichick and may this be is what a best I was option. saying at the beginning of the season, how oh the the record is really good, right? Yeah, but I don't think, you know, Bill didn't go into the free agency market again this year because he's seen what, you know, um, the Chargers and the Raiders and some of these other teams did. And he's like, well, there's now five or six teams that are vying for a championship. There's no point in getting a receiver if that's not going to be the difference maker. And the funny thing you mentioned, the teams that aren't even legitimately contenders. Right. right? right. But when so you how well did that it, work out for him? Right. When you looked at it, everybody thought, oh, Denver is going to be really good. Right. They have that whole AFC. Now they have Russell. You know, we, also, we said it. The AFC West could have three teams that are like 13, right. and, you know, four or whatever it was. Right. And it's like. And, and I truly believe Bill Belichick looked at that and said, you know what? We'll wait a year. We'll see how this pans out. And we'll just get this kid, you know, trying to do the right things. And even though he made it, I think Bill Belichick made a mistake and didn't get an offensive coordinator. And this is what I'm saying. So what do you do now next year? Let's just say status quo. Yeah. We keep Belichick. We keep Mac Jones. Uh, Brady doesn't come over. Do you get another offensive coordinator next season? I think you have to. So now you're going three straight years of three different coordinators. Right. How, how, listen, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks come through this league. And when you do that, yeah, they're no good. <laughs> they, right. they, now it's going to be a new philosophy, new terminology. Well, Here there's we a go couple of guys out there in the league that has already happened to, right? I mean, how many has Baker Mayfield had? Yeah. You know, two? Um, yeah. Three, probably three or four now. Three, yeah, now, because, you know, He's, He's been in, everywhere, everywhere in the league already, but uh, Darnold yeah. has been there. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that Darnold could be some great quarterback um, if he was, you know, had. To, but I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. that doesn't help. <laughs> I throw out a name right now. The only way you fix this, the only way you fix this in New England next season, Bill O'Brien comes back to New England, leaves the uh, Alabama offensive coordinator job. Because that terminology is very similar 
to what yeah. they did before and the Alabama system that Mac had already run and right. run successfully. That's right. the only no, way and, you fix that, it. That is a good that's a good option for the Patriots. Yeah. I think I think you have to make that move and and I don't know what what the Patriots do about Patricia. I think Patricia's a good coordinator. Not an offensive yeah, Keep him on the staff. I, I mean, a football advisor and all of that. I, I don't think the guy doesn't understand football. He's a very intelligent right. man. It's, right. He's not, I never thought his defense was very good either. You know, I, because I just, look, I, I can I can actually see Patricia doing another stint as a head coach somewhere. And oh, I'm just saying. It did not go well in Detroit. No, it did not. But. Let's face it, Detroit was really a mess at that time. And he created some of that mess, though. That's I problem. know he created some of the mess, but first time around, he let's see if he learned something because I don't think Josh McDaniels learned anything. You know, I don't think he did. You, you just and I don't care how that they're playing now. This team should be a, a, a playoff team. And. I, I'm just going to let the offensive you just... talent that he has. How could he not get them to play? I Is mean, there anybody on. in the sports world you don't want to piss off? That's no, all I want to know. Well, you know, I've only got two <laughs> days left of Christmas. Okay. So you're handing I mean, out some who's uh... left. Who's left? I don't, I, we haven't got, I don't know. We haven't talked about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in a while. Oh, if well, if you want to talk about Packers Aaron Rodgers. No. So <laughs> great Patriots discussion. So what are some of the games of interest this week for you? I got five. I, I came up no, with five. That's my list right there. Right that's there. your list? I came up that's with five. List. I'll give you my I five. have two on the list, and it's two. really gone because the there's no One hurts. of them, the quarterback. It hurts right. a little bit. It hurts a lot because I, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to watch football this week. How All right. That? All right. So we'll, we'll cross off Philly. Like, are they games Sunday? Philly, Dallas. I agree. No, there are actually three games Sunday. It can't be Manny, good. thanks for joining. Commanders 49ers is one of my games as well. No, it is not. Wait, no. He has commanded he has commanders 49ers. That is not one of my games. I have the Giants Vikings. Yeah, because, I got that one. Because that's that's it. That's the only one I got left. I got another interesting one though. Lions at Panthers. And not because of the Panthers, because of the Lions. Can the Lions continue? This is that trap game where you say, look, as well as the Lions have been playing. They should win this game. And if they are legitimately going to have a shot to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. I think that the Detroit Lions <laughs> are going to win by at least 18. 18. Is what is expected. You are correct, my friend. 18. But that's what I'm saying about trap games sometimes. It's sometimes the game you say, look, there's no doubt that the way Detroit is playing, they win this game. They could lose this game. No, I think he's still going to have them fired up and playing well because this team now has a vision of actually having a winning record this year. Commanders 9 is interesting, Manny. I, I, if, the, if the Commanders hadn't lost to the Giants last week, I'd probably say that would be a more interesting game. But you got a backup quarterback in in San Francisco. You have a team that j just lost to the Giants that shouldn't have lost to the Giants. I I also have though Packers at Dolphins because 
both of the eight, the Packers have to win out to, to even have a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah. And the Dolphins, realistically, as well as they started, are eight and six right now. Yeah, they might not even make they the They may not make the playoffs either. So both of those teams need this win. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting one. And then my last one, Ron. Bucks at Cardinals. How do you not? Look, Tom Brady may not even make the playoffs. We thought it was a shoo-in in that division. We thought it was a shoo-in, but they're still in first place. They're six and eight, though. They how many games can you start to lose before they? It's wait a minute. They, you know what I mean? One of these teams might get lucky, and if it happens, it's it, terrible, right? It's so bad, and yet the Bucks. You would think automatically it was a guarantee lock. They're fighting for their playoff lives as well. I know they are. And that's why I think Tampa Bay is going to win that game. You know, look, it, it's Tom Brady. He's going to step up. If We said that against San Francisco last week. It's Tom Brady. He's not losing to a backup court. Seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant. He knows how important it is. Yeah, they got he's smacked. pretty good. They got smacked, bro. San Francisco is a good team. Slapped around. Arizona is not. I get it, but 35-7? Tom Brady. That defense, man. That defense Tom was Brady. no match for that offensive line. That's what I'm saying. We can't count on Tom, and Tom we trust is gone. Done. Yeah, you want to bring him he, back to New England. If he does make that playoffs. Although I will say, I, I just finished my, my first year in my Madden season, and who did I recite as my, my quarterback? I brought Tom Brady back to New England. I, that was my big free agent signing. I, I signed Tom Brady back. I, what? You know, I got to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Correcting a wrong? I, I, If Bill wanted to, I made it right, okay? That's how I look at it. Yeah, because that was that, all ego. That's the way it should have been. Tom should have been here. They would have won at least two Muscle Bowls. But I digress. Let's move on, my friend, to... You don't even know. There's one. There's two. It's a triple play, my friend. It's triple play time. Got some NHL talk. I know yeah. how excited you and were about this. It's actually spelled wrong, man. Oh, good job. Yeah, where's the Y? There's no Y. Yeah, you need the Y. Why Why do you need the Y? Uh, <laughs> All right, so we are gonna we are gonna decide who we start bench and cut from these three top wins goaltenders so far in the NHL, and that's Linus Ulmark, Igor Shesterkin, Igor Shesterkin, and Kana Hellebuck. Ron, you are first this week, my friend. So who are you starting, who are you benching, who are you cutting? Yeah, you know, I thought it was going to be cut and dry. Ah, uh, very good, my friend. <laughs> but, but, um, obviously, I think if you don't pick Shesterkin to start, you're a complete be nice. Can we be listen? You got one more show to try to have a heart. Okay, have a heart. Let's go. If you don't, you're you're mildly um, delusional. How's that? All right, mildly delusional. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Very good. Not unlike a total moron, but <laughs> look, you have to go with Shesterkin. You have to. He's the starter. Like. To me, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. 2.34, better than the other two. 
926 career save percentage, better than the other two. That you know, look, correct. I love the way Olmark is playing this season. Love the way he's playing. Yeah, and if we were going to do it based but, on this season, it's a different it's a different list. I don't know if it's a different list. I still really? take Shesterkin. Wow, okay. All right. Yeah, I still take Shesterkin. Wow. Um, it's coming from you know, Olmark. I mean, look, I think Olmark is on the way up. Hellebuck is on the way down. Hellebuck has been around a long time. You know, he's getting up there long in the tooth, you know. So with that being said, they both have the same career save percentage. Yes. So I'm going to go Allmark because he's younger and on the rise rather than, you know, starting his descent. Not saying that Hellebuck is on the descent. He's, he's there right now. This is as best as he's going to be able to play for the rest of his career. Okay. So I cut Hellebuck. Hellebuck. All right. So I agree with you, Sister Durkin. Has to be the starter. Yeah. Um, by far, best, best save percentage. He's one of Vesna. So, again, you know he's one of the top goaltenders. Yeah. And it, that 2.34 career average, yeah. much better than the other two. I disagree with you, though. I went Connor Hellebuck as my bench because of his experience, because he's had 31 shutouts, because yep. he's won two Vez, uh, one Vesna, and he's been an all-star twice. Yep. I just feel like he's performed. I'd rather have a guy that I know is backing up my sure starter. If I need him in, this guy has handled it and, and been there before in those tough situations. But because you make those kind of decisions is why I win championships and you don't. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why, my friend. That's it exactly is. why. Yeah, yeah. And I am. You know, do I have to take you off the, and, the Christmas and, and, card and list, I, uh, bro? Because <laughs> I still I, haven't I, gotten it yet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting Linus Olmark. <laughs> but listen, if it, I disagree with you, if it was this season, and we're talking about this season, what he's been able to do with the Bruins, I would, I would say right now he's ahead of Sisterkin this season. This season, because Sisterkin's given up a lot more goals than he has in the past. His, his numbers aren't as good as they've, they've been in the past. And I don't know if that's so much about what's being played in front of him, but it's just, you know what I mean? I like what Olmark's been doing in Boston. I do, too. So, my friend, it is NBA time. You know, it's funny. We had that, that discussion about Bobby Orr on um, the hockey show. And I had somebody ask me last night who was the best Bruin of all time. And that was pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. Like what he did with that plus minus, Gretzky took like 20 years to do. Yeah. Look, when we talk about it, and it's even when we get to the NHL thing about the shots, we'll we'll yeah. we'll discuss, but yeah. So we're going to discuss uh, some NBA right now, and we're going to talk about Dame, Damian Lillard. It's Dame time. He passed Clyde Drexter as the Portland Trailblazers' all-time leading scorer. How impressed are you with this feat? And uh, I'm actually surprised it happened, to be honest with you. And your I thoughts can't on think he played enough. <laughs> Believe it, 136 less games he's, he's beaten the record. Clyde played in 136 Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't even games. seem like he's played much. He's been out a lot. He's been out a lot. Like how many so, years has he been with Portland? Nine or ten now. 
Somewhere Has in that it been range. been that long? Yeah, he's been around for God, a while. it feels like he's been injured for like nine or ten. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So here's the difference. Uh, he's thrown up. He's He's got like 1,600 more three-pointers made. The league's different, so yeah. you're going to score more. Um, I, I still take Clyde over him, though. And that's what I was going to say. If you look at the numbers, he's third in assists and sixth in steals all time uh, for the Portland Trail. Clyde Drexler is number one in steals. Second overall in playoff points. Uh, second, I'm sorry, second in rebounds and steals all time and seventh in blocks. He's first in points in the playoffs, Clyde, as well. Clyde yeah. Drexler was such a good player. I Dane like Lillard, as much as I, I respect him, I think he's a very good player. I really do. And if he ever came to Boston, there was rumors at one point I would have loved to have him. But I would say this. He doesn't perform in the big games. He's He's got a 4-8 playoff record. He's only been to the Western Conference Finals once. And he got swept. They just, again, not enough talent around him, whatever you want to say. But Clyde Drexler went to the finals three times with Portland. Yeah. And you think about those 90 teams. Unfortunately, they faced Michael Jordan. Yeah. I, I mean, considered probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest of, uh, of, the all, greatest time. of all time. I, uh, we could debate that as well. Some no. Or some people. I, would. I, don't think this, I, I don't care what they say. They're <laughs> off the Christmas card list anyway. So. So would you say, look, he's he's probably a, he's a lock for a Hall of Fame, Damian Lillard. But is he though? Is he I, at this point? I got. I mean, Clyde's in. Clyde, Clyde in. only won one, and he won one but with see, Houston. But see, that's just it. You know, I I look at this, and and when you talk about Clyde Drexler, I think Hall of Famer, All Star. When I when I talk about Lillard, I mean, I all I think of is injuries. Yeah. And I don't, I don't relate Lillard to winning. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just don't. I, I mean, and, eighteen thousand and sixty-four points is. is yeah, and I a, know he's a he's a great scorer, but there's more. There, there needs to be more. And, and I think I think people people need to understand what it means to be a Hall of Famer. Like, there's some great players that put up numbers doesn't mean that they're Hall of Famer. Like, I think of Stefan Marbury. I think of, uh, what's his face? Um, Scalabrini. No. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a good one. Um, what's, the, what's the one from the Knicks there that, that's all over the place now? Carmelo. You know, like. See, I would put Melo in the Hall. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, I don't, I don't care points. how much he you scored. You what does it on? mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's the league now. I know, but that's you the still NBA need to win. The NBA, and we're going to discuss the Boston Celtics next, and and that's probably one of the biggest problems because everybody's just trying to score. They don't care about numbers anymore. They care, you know what I mean? It's not about filling the stat sheet up. It's about filling one box on that stat sheet, and that's scoring. Damian you know, Lillard did that. I, I want Hall of Famers to be the guy. You know, like a Hall of Famer to me is the guy. And I know there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that puts up great numbers in all the Hall of, Halls of Fame. Hall? Hall of Fame? Halls, Halls of, of Fame? fame. Hallsy? Isn't that? I mean, she's a good singer. But, you know, it's like there's a lot of guys that are in the Hall that, to me, kind of, okay. Yeah, he's got great numbers. He has the same numbers as that guy. But that guy is a household name. You know what I'm saying? Like when when you thought of you know Portland, you think of Drexler. That's the uh, first guy. Absolutely. I don't think of Lillard. 
I I would say if if I had if you said name me, um, that's the first guy I'm going to is Clyde. Absolutely, and that to me speaks volumes. And I, I look, I know there's guys every year that goes into the Hall of Fame for their respected sport. Like, like I don't agree with somebody like Trevor Hoffman. You know, I'm not there. I know he's there goes another one cards. off the Christmas <laughs> list. Christmas card. Oh, it's only a couple of days. So go ahead. Who you know, else? He might have already um, sent it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. So, but I, I, you know, your like, mailbox pretty empty, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's just that's the way I feel. You know, I I think the Hall think of you Fame have such a high should standard, be. And you have to lower different. your standard. You have to lower your standard at this point. No, it's, it's different. I'm not lowering my standard. It's different because they don't look at those things that. anymore. They look at it differently. I, I'm not looking at it any different. So if I get a chance to vote, and I expect to eventually. You know, I think I think I should I should be you know one of their <laughs> one of their voters. Oh you know? yes, yes, yes. And I could only imagine who would get in. <laughs> it would. You'd have to deserve it. Look, you'd have to deserve it. I mean, right. and I think a Hall of Fame should be somebody that's a Hall of Fame character too. Uh, Dame Lillard. If you know why Dame Lillard deserves it, can I say? If anything else, the loyalty. He could have left tons of times. Portland really hasn't built a team around him. No, and how many and guys have you seen? That. How many times have you seen guys just bounce and try to create a super team or do something? This just man is can't get over the fact of the injury. He stayed. He stayed, man. He stayed. That should come for something when it comes to the hall. Because he could yeah, have very easily gone to a super Portland team, won a championship. Hall of Fame. But he could have won a championship anyway. He could have ended up going to, you know what I mean, Miami or wherever. He and might saying, still hey, look. win one somewhere. Not Portland. No, but he'll get traded this year. All right. Well, let's discuss the Boston Celtics. They've lost three straight and now are second in the Eastern Conference behind the Milwaukee Bucks. What are some I, I of their to reasons tell you, for that? I told you so. What are some of their struggles? But I want to play this audio first of Jason Tatum's last press conference. And you tell me if this may be some of the problem as well. We just got to regroup. We got to get back to, we got to learn how to, how to win again. Um, you know, I think it's not as simple as that, but, you know, we got to get back to having fun. I think we, you know, uh, playing a little timid. I don't know about you right now, but I'm motivated beyond control. I want to run through a wall. So no, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna come off, I'm gonna go off camera is, and run. Hey, how I'm about run. putting in an effort? How about putting in an effort? <laughs> I'm running like, through let's that start wall. There. That man makes me want to run through a wall. No, he doesn't. This is why right? they won't win a championship with oh, this so team. So bad. It is so bad when you hear that sound. They they already like, lost they, the next game. Whatever the next won. game is, they lost. They're playing Milwaukee on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I think they're playing they tonight though. They're playing Minnesota tonight, and then Milwaukee. Yeah, they're gonna lose to Minnesota, then they're gonna lose to Milwaukee. I just don't understand it. Look, we talked about this during the finals. They needed to get production from their bench. In the last three games, their bench is averaging as a total less than 30, 30 points a game. So the guys that are coming in and trying to spell Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, right, Brogdon, any of these guys. Uh, well, actually, Brogdon's probably the only one on the bench that's scoring. None of these guys are putting up points. Dude, as a, as a team, as a team, they're shooting 47.7% from the field. 
The last three games, average 38. 10, almost 10 points less. Three-point percentage, Eric, it's, 37 it's to 27. Laziness. It's laziness. This is why they're not going to win the championship this year. This is why they lose bad games because they go in on their high horse and they just think they're going through the motions are going to win a game where you just take a shot from anywhere and it doesn't matter. You know, yo, you got to work for it. You got to work for it. And again, I agree, right? You lose two to Orlando back to back. Yeah, terrible. Right? You lose to Indiana. You were down by almost Awful. 30 points. Indiana just got blown <laughs> out by seven guys uh, that are third stringers <laughs> on the on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> like, how do you lose to that team? How do you lose to that? Well, I will ask it's you this. Dreadful. And, and this came up during the NBA uh, ranking show. How critical should you be of the ownership of the Boston Celtics at this point and say, look, I'm a Duca. Maybe the reason why they don't get back to the finals. I, I'm not saying Joe Mazzula is doing a bad job, but his inexperience, and you think about how Aduka was able to turn this team around defensively to play as a cohesive unit. Do you not say maybe they have to say, swallow your pride a little bit and say, what's best for this team to get banned at number 18? Do you want me to be honest? I do. I honestly do. Because you need to I'm trade one of those two. Jalen or, or Jason is what you're saying. Yep. You need to trade one. Get a comparable piece back. And maybe even a draft pick. You know, and look, I, I look, I, I, I don't I think this is a championship that. team. I think they need to get a championship caliber player in that. Uh, understands yeah, how to how win do and that? it doesn't have to be a big scorer it just needs to be a guy with some fire some motivation a guy that's going to get into a press conference afterwards and say look we all have to play better because that garbage we're putting out on the court is unacceptable not we need to have fun we need to learn to have fun what are you talking yeah. about right now you know listen about compare, fun. look i'm going to compare to some known leaders all right let's see what you got okay what you need is a guy that takes the range. You can't have Jason Tatum being the guy. Okay. You can't. It's just like not, this. that's not how it's going to work. I like where we're going. You need here. a guy, say, um, Jason Veritek. I don't know Sox. how his jump shot is, but. Well, I'm just saying, as a, <laughs> that kind of a leader. I got you. I you probably can't jump very high. Now. I, yeah, he's got bad knees. Just, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's the knees. <laughs> I think it's uh, you know, the mac and cheese and mac and oh, <laughs> my friend, he likes to eat a little bit. He so, likes to eat a little. Bit. Sorry, Jason, I know you won't be sending me a card off the but, Christmas card list. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark Messier. I'll leave out Patrice Bergeron because I know you're gonna, you know, you'll I'll say, call you a homer. Yes. Yeah. Tom you Brady. Know, well, yeah. The guy that like would get he in takes the reins. Like yeah, he get in your he, face and tell you. You know through his actions who leads that team. Tom Brady, you know, he's doing all the yelling. There's more yelling than the coaches. You know, those are the kind of guys that you need to take control of a team. Jason Tatum is not that guy. Brown is not that guy. They don't they don't have a guy like that. They're just trying to fill stat sheets. 
And you know? that's, I think that's the closest the thing they have it. to it. And we, we said smart. this last year, is Marcus, Marcus smart. smart. Yeah. You know? But he's going to have to defer to because he's not the best player. He's right. I he's even to say he's the third best player is a stretch sometimes. Right. Yes, he's having a good season. He's finally developed into a point guard where he's right. I think leads the team in assists. But this but, is the problem with this team. They don't have that guy yeah. that demands the room. Just demands the room. But th- get, this is what I'm saying. Is the coach Jason Tatum, who's like, oh, that co- like he lost the next couple of games. Oh, okay, so to your point though, couldn't uh, Duca be that guy? Is he not that voice? Because he seemed no. to be able to get them to the finals. Yeah, but I mean, like now it's, it's the like, same players. It's, it's Nothing's changed. Now. Nothing's changed. Now. Absolutely, has changed. Absolutely. You know, like like the players are going to be looking at him now. It's like, well, you've got problems, so why don't we listen to you now? I don't think he's going to ever command a room like he did. That's just I, how I, I just, feel. I you just know? feel like I, they're, I just they're missing an opportunity right now. Uh, they are missing an opportunity because they definitely have the skill to be that championship team, but they don't have the effort and they don't have that desire to be that championship team. Like they don't have that Larry Bird that gets in their faces, you know, and say, Hey, you know what? If you, if you don't want to play, just go home. Probably the best, best example uh, would be Kevin Garnett recently with the Celtics. Absolutely. Because as great as Paul Pierce was when Kevin Garnett got there, yeah, he, he changed the whole mentality of that team. Absolutely. And, and, And that's what they need is a guy that can just change the mentality of the team. Right. And that's what I'm saying. You need to find a guy that's either won it and just has that fire left yep. or, or a guy that you know that is going to walk into that locker room and say, look, cut it out. We need to be better. Yep. And they're going to listen to it. No, great great point. I don't know about trading the two of them. I, I really don't see the benefit in that. Well, you're not going to get back. Unless you can make a trade somehow and get a guy like that. But you're I getting don't know pennies on can. the dollar for them. You know what I mean? You're getting pennies on the dollar for them at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, look, I don't know what the answer is except that this is not a championship team. Maybe some motivational speakers. And I saw that them. last year as they went through the playoffs. I mean, we saw it. I, I just saw They disappear. I just solved the problem. I just solved the problem. We're going to have you go in, piss them all off every show, every game. Okay. Right? We're just going to have to go in and be like, you suck, you suck, you suck. Uh, you know what? You, you you shouldn't even be playing. I should trade you. We'll just get them all. And maybe they get all fired up and they go out there and they just, you know, blow teams yeah. out by 40 points. Yeah, and this is why, you know, it's like... Or you get beat up. Or you get beat up. One of the two. I look at the Brooklyn Nets now, and I'm like, why is Kevin Garnett running his mouth? Not Kevin Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant running his mouth (laughs) saying, oh, we're not getting any respect, blah, blah. You're not getting respect because of your antics already. We know you didn't try when you had your other coach. They went one eight straight. This is what the problem is. Brooklyn's done it. Because he's trying now. This is It goes back to that effort. They all are. And that's that's the difference, though. You got a guy that's an alpha. And even as much as we criticize Kyrie, Kyrie's going to go in that locker room and, and speak his mind. Yeah. And I think that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing them say, look, we're, you know what? They wanted to blackball me out of this league and try to do all these things. And regardless if it was right or wrong, look, he's going to he's proven a point, Kyrie. Now, he says, I'll wear, you know what I mean? Skippies if I have to. I don't even know if they still make Skippies. Do they still make Skippies? But anyway, you know, he's wearing peanut whatever. Butter? That too. They make the peanut butter. 
But um, it, you can also send us a free jar of, of Skippy peanut butter right now. <laughs> the sports Info being brought to you by. <laughs> but I, I will say that, you, you know, he took that and he said, look, I'm going to that's going to motivate us to be the best team we can possibly be. Yeah, but the see, Boston Celtics had that opportunity. That. But, I don't but, agree with that. I, I just think that that Durant just wanted, you know, a new coach. He wanted to dictate who was there and and that's what he did i, I get and it but something try until he got his way okay but something motivated them okay maybe it's the coaching change right. maybe it was steve yeah. nash what i'm saying to you is this we've heard so many times now about the boston celtics saying hey we know what it felt like to lose last season in the finals it's yeah. not going to happen again we we know we're, we're not going to get in that situation yeah. and then you go out again. and just they're, gonna, they're not going to make the finals now okay <laughs> and, and okay i got you Let's uh, move on to some Major League Baseball. We are we are running long today. We, we got some good conversation going. I know. Trevor Bauer has been reinstated by Major League Baseball. Uh, Do you think they handled this whole situation correctly? It does okay. No, I can't wait for this one. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait. Time out before you even start. Are we pissing off just Bauer? Are we pissing off the Dodgers or the entire Major League Baseball organization? Which eh, probably Major League Baseball. Okay, go ahead. All right. When does Major League Baseball <laughs> ever get it right? Ever? Uh, 25% uh, of the time. Do they? Do 25. They get I'll give them 25. 25. 15. 15. 25? I'll go 15. How's that? 15%. I've never known them to get anything right. Because, like, even even when they do new rules. According to you, they're like getting it right with the Hall of Fame. Thank you. So, you got to give them a percent for something. All right. 1%. It's still a percent, but you I said mean, zero. Like, look, I mean, not. I am not Trevor Bauer. I mean, how much of a waste of a human is he? You know, <laughs> there we go again. That's just so, go ahead, go ahead. I I don't. Know. I'm just saying, you know, like, you, hey, week. you want to bring up these topics? I'm say, we I'm can't have saying. a legitimate conversation about Trevor Bauer and how the Major League Baseball screwed this up. They did screw it up. 324 game suspension to begin. Right. So he served 194. The man hasn't been convicted of anything. Yeah. He wasn't found guilty of anything. Right. So they get an independent arbitrator, decides to reinstate him, but 50 games now that he plays next season, he's getting paid docked. Here's the question for you. The Dodgers have till January 6th to decide if they cut him or they put him on the roster. At that point, they have to pay him. Seeing what the Dodgers lost, so they lost some players. Trey Turner's gone, right? They they lost um, Jason uh, Justin Turner. We're going to talk about him next. Um, and here we go to piss some more people off. But listen, he was a quality pitcher back in 2021, eight and five, two point five nine ERA, one hundred seven innings pitched, one hundred thirty seven Ks. The year before that, I think he had an ERA of uh, under two. Yeah, he's a quality pitcher. I mean, granted, it's a lot of time out of the league. But what do the Dodgers do with this situation now? Because they didn't really stand by his side either. So how much of the player and in, in that piece, is that going to end up affecting this situation? Because he may not want to go back to the Dodgers after this. Yeah, he might not. Um, They've been rumored to go to Boston, you know. Won't. He's been rumored to go to Boston. Yeah, why Crazy not? Let's throw in more problems. <laughs> as if they I'm don't have a... enough. You know, they don't have enough problems. Let's get some more. You know, look, 
I, I think he's a talented <laughs> player. You know, he's got a lot of talent, got a lot of skill. I think that's the nicest but, thing you've ever said about anybody. Yeah. But I think there he's a the- guy that needs to go to a small market. Yeah, it's probably help. Minnesota or, or uh, he needs Kansas a City. small market because people. I don't get, think get he can handle himself. You know, with you know, in a big city. The media alone. Spotlight. The media, Boston media, New York media—they're not easy. Yeah, forget it. It's it's relentless. They will boo you at the Hence drop this of a show. hat. Hence this show. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're not getting away with anything. Uh, you know, without us going after you for it. I just I, I just feel like I don't understand the suspension to begin with. 324 games seems a little astronomical. Two years <clears throat> out of baseball. Yeah, for what? They suspend guys less for steroids, which yeah. is actually an, a performance-enhancing drug that could affect you during the game, according yeah. to some people. This, it was, it was a domestic violence, and I'm not saying that it's right, what I'm saying to you is, though, how did that have anything to do with the playing field? That that's justified as more games than someone who's using performance-enhancing drugs in playing the game. It's because it's because of who it affects. If you're talking, okay, so it affects women. Well, how much of a percentage <laughs> of I'm the fan base right are now. women? Okay. okay. I'm, so I, 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 you I can't just say, okay, we're going to welcome him in with open arms because then you lose that percentage. And what is it, like 35 40%? Somewhere in there? It could be, yeah. I mean, if you lose 35% of your fan base and then you have, you know, pressure from, you know, from groups that start picketing you and start – Look, then you start losing sponsors. That's why the long suspension. It's to kick the can down the road and hope everybody forgets. That's what. That's what it does. Well, he's back. Will he be back with the Dodgers? I don't think so. Okay. All right, let's bring up the next gentleman, and that uh, is one Justin Turner, who he signed a two-year, $22 million deal with the Boston Red Sox. Is this a good fit for the team? Well, whatever is the numbers. Let's, let's, let's does that not look weird, by the way? Yes, it does. If that's not fake, I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Photoshop. You know, what's up with the two? And he's got the blue there. still from the Dodgers, you see? I don't know. Because, I... like... I don't know, but Baby this got back, doesn't that look right. Baby got back. <laughs> doesn't look right. I don't know. Oh, but, gosh. I mean, and the show's go. Uh, we are normally a fan friendly show. We just want to apologize for any adult content that may be. There's no in, adult in content. I don't what know. What are you thinking? I, go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. How about, so, how about this, Rod? Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to do this. All right, we'll just get that right off the screen. Yeah, that that, that, that <laughs> that's helps. probably the best part of it. Look, I mean, his his numbers. You know, uh, I mean, are uh, they going to uh, compensate for somebody? Uh JD Martinez is basically what they're saying. Look, JD Martinez last season batted two seventy four, sixteen home runs, sixty two RBIs, one hundred forty five right. strikeouts. Right. If you look at last season, two seventy eight, 
13 home runs, 81 RBIs, 89 strikeouts. So less strikeouts, about the same batting average, a few less home runs. But this is my question. He plays second and third. JD was your DH. You obviously still listen. This Devish situation is getting ugly as well now, because I, I heard those contracts are far apart. Does Turner become th- similar to what Story did? Trevor Story comes in. You're like, Wait, how's this going to work? And then he right? eventually moves over to moves third. him to shut. Right. And now yeah. does Turner come in and they put him at second and say, look, next season you're probably our third baseman. Yeah. It, it's not a good situation to me if you're Boston. Because if you, if that's your option, look, his field percentage is not very good. He's 965 for his career. He's not a very good, he had seven errors last season in the field and had a field 961 fielding percentage. It was actually lower than his career. So he's, and he's 38 years old. He's not, a, he's not a spring chicken. It's not like he's going to come in there and, and right. just have this all of a sudden. I'm saying. Some, like, I don't know what Boston's doing. To replace with this? I, I don't know. I don't. JD Martinez. definitely not Xander Bogus. <laughs> Kenny, thanks for joining Kenny. As usual, you know, another Homer and he'll be fine, but I don't understand how you would rather have Justin Turner than JD Martinez. Other than the strikeouts, which I could see you wanting to cut back on, J.D. Martinez five or uh, three years younger, and they're about the same when it comes to numbers. Like their numbers aren't better. You got a guy that's well, already that's been in Boston. Problem because J.D. Martinez numbers should have been way higher than that. I mean, you're talking about been. a guy that should be hitting thirty home runs and a hundred RBI. Yeah, and he did one, uh, what a couple seasons. Didn't do so the last I, 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 I don't know. I just don't. I don't see what Boston's doing. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, they just really haven't impressed Boston right now. Yeah, it, it's just it's a mess. All Boston spots except for one team, <laughs> and that's all we got. But um, it is it is time, my friend. Here's a little special one for you. I changed it up for you, just for you. Okay, this one's for you. Talk about it all the time, Rick. A clean face-off win. It's a clean face-off win. We need a face-off, my friend. It is face-off time, and our face-off question this week, you are first, by the way, should active head coaches be allowed to get into the Hall of Fame or be even selected for the Hall of Fame? So the reason why we bring this question up is the NBA just released their nominees for their Hall of Fame this upcoming year, and Greg Popovich is actually one of the the nominees for uh, induction into the Hall of Fame. So one of us has to be for this, and one of us has to be against this. You are first, my friend, so you get to pick. Oh, absolutely. Current coaches should never be allowed to enter the Hall of Fame. No, no. It's it's just ridiculous. You're not even retired yet, so you got to base it on partial career? A partial career? I mean, really? I don't care if he won a million championships. If you're still coaching, if you're still coaching, you do not go into the Hall of Fame. You want to go into the Hall of Fame? Retire and wait five years like everybody else does. You know, this is just ridiculous. And it's 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 an embarrassment for the Hall of Fame. It really is. It, it's, it's just an embarrassment. Here, you know, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree. Oh, there should yeah, be players that are playing 
that should be able to get a, into the oh, Hall of Fame. Get out of here. That, that's a, I, that's I am tired. I'm tired. Listen, they blew the Kobe Bryant thing. The yeah, poor man, you know, rest in peace. God rest his soul. Kobe Bryant didn't get to walk on that stage because they got a rule. You got to be out five years in the league. Listen, if you already know that they've got a base of a career that is guaranteed. It's they guaranteed. Do that. No, guaranteed. they do that. How great would that be? You say Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant as he's playing. That's how it should have been. No. Yep. Michael no. Jordan should have been in you gotta the Hall of Fame. You got to wait for your retire. And Why? then you want to wait Why? the five years, then fine. You can why do is it that rule okay next then? year. You know, that's, that's just that's, ridiculous. Why is that rule okay? That's, dumb. that's, that's a it's dumb rule dumb. too then. That is the dumbest say, thing Why doesn't this argued. guy deserve it? This is it's the not. dumbest subject you it is not. on face-off. Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He will be. But you don't have to put him in. Well, let's not wait till the man passes away. You know what He's if he in goes? Now. Put him in. What if he? What if he goes over over like three seasons in a row? He still won enough championships. Oh, get out of here! You're out of your mind. Kenny, like, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny even said stupid. it. I won. Yeah, and he's wrong because he knows that he would have loved to see Kobe Bryant on that stage receiving the Hall of Fame, and it didn't happen because yeah. they have a dumb it's rule not, that makes you wait. So they why could you have waived that because they did it for some players. So wave it now. Like, who cares? He's in, they're playing. <laughs> let him play. Yeah, let him, let play him on. wave it after he retires. Why? why? Let What's him retire difference? first. What's the difference? It's a big difference because you're still coaching. So, no. No, it's stupid. Uh, and the fans have spoken. I have one this week. Th 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 he's Thank you, he's Kenny. A, Thank you, Kenny. out of here. Whatever. Thank you. Now you can take this win. You can. Okay. I will take my balls now. Whatever. It is it's a it stupid is, face off anyway. It is stupid. an NHL. <laughs> it is NHL time. And uh as we did deja vu again, we are gonna talk some yeah, Alex Ovechkin. We're gonna bring him up right now. Oh, let's put him as, in the Hall of Fame right now, then. Yep. 800 career. Might goals. as well. My, why, matter of fact, why don't we just put Second all the guys that have Second you know all time. 300 goals into the Hall of Fame right now? 300 is not do it. really Hall of Fame caliber. I'm just saying. I don't consider that Hall of Fame. 800? Okay, so let's go 400. He's then. second all-time in, in goal scores. Saying, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Is he going to be in the Hall of Fame? Is it a guarantee? Is it a shoe one? It's a lock. 100% sure he's getting in, correct? Hey, let's let's put... Let's just wait five years Let's put Darcy in the, in the Hall of Fame because he won a Stanley Cup. Is that what I'm saying? That's clearly saying. that's 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 like this is this is the equivalent of what you're saying. It's like let's how put you, players in the Hall of Fame. LeBron know, James going to the Hall of Fame. Done. I know you don't like LeBron James. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? He is. Absolutely, hundred percent. Put but him in. Just put him no. in. Who cares? No. He Who hasn't cares? retired yet. Wait till he Who retires. Cares? Then you can wave the stupid five years and put him in the first year. And you're care. still changing the rule. So change the rule. Just let him in. Guaranteed. No. Have no. Hall of Fame as playing in games that matter. No. Retire. You want to go in the Hall of Fame? Retire. Can you bring Ovechkin's picture up? No. He he is past Ray Bork for the all-time shots on goal record. Yeah, is cares? this a big accomplishment? No, this is stupid. I'm, I'm actually stupid insulted. You I'm Everything actually insulted stupid you brought you. it up. Oh, okay. All right, we move on. <laughs> Good. So. Good. 1,309 games, he's had 6,210 shots, 800 goals. That would equal 12%. So 12% of the time when he takes a shot, he gets a goal. That's yeah. that's not bad. Well, when I you take at, that many shots, I mean, you're going to get some I goals. At, okay, I looked at Ray Book, who he just passed. Ray Book, 1,612 games, only had 410 goals. I grant a different position. 
So before you give this argument, I'm just saying that equaled 6.6%, which again, is still deep for a defenseman, right? So I said, let me just check Wayne Gretzky because we talk about how great Wayne Gretzky was. Wayne Gretzky had 5,088 shots. He scored 894 goals. That was 17.5%. Yeah. 17.5% of the time Wayne Gretzky shot on goal, he made, he had a goal. That's yeah. pretty damn incredible. It is. So I think the, the stat has some merit, it's, but it also shows it's no different than the NBA with the three-point shot now. Guys, just chuck it up. Steph Curry's going to break right. that record. I mean, you're looking at a guy, okay, he's going to play off, you the know, on the off wing, you know, and on the power play, and he's going to get like five, six passes over to him. So he's going to get at least five or six shots on the power play alone. Now, does he hit the net all the time? No. So those shots don't account for, you know, it's those are just shots on goal. Okay. That's one. Okay. But if the guy is going to take 20 shots in a game, oh boy. Your chances are with that kind of a shot, you're going to score a few goals. Yeah. And they only it. count as a shot on goal if it's on goal. You know, they don't they don't tell you how many shots are in the game. You know, when you when you get a get a game and you have these guys like Pasternak, same way. Pasternak is the same way. He'll sit there and he'll take like five one timers on one power play. You know, how many are hit in the net? One. <laughs> and that one's usually going in. Right. And so it's like that. But when a defenseman takes a shot on goal, those are generally to be deflected. So you can't fault a defenseman, and I'm not. I know you're not picking on Rayborn. No, not at all. I'm just saying. I know. If you look I'm at the just saying. It's just... But that's what the percentage is when a defenseman takes a shot on net. They're trying to get a deflection. That's what they're trying to do. That's that's the basis of getting goals is redirect the shot so it changes direction, and that's how you get goals. Now, you know, accuracy is another thing. Now, I'm not saying Alex Ovechkin is not accurate. He's very accurate. And that's why he gets a lot of goals. Look, he's a goal scorer. You know, but I think the shot totals is just ridiculous ridiculous. I don't I don't care. Okay. It's like it's it's just a stupid stat that they keep track I, of now I, and I, I've done my job well by picking topics this week that I knew would fire you up. And I've won that my friend for sure. Yeah, that's for the only sure. Thing, uh, Conan Kenny won the face off, but anyway. Yeah, but that's let, you know. let's talk. Let's talk about those Boston Bruins. So there's been some new policies put in place uh, since the Mitchell Miller signing. They'd had that independent investigator, and this is what they've come up with. And uh, I'm going to read some of these to you as to the policy changes, and then I want I I just I, I need listen I, I I need your opinion on on this because I am completely sure at or on why these at are or? even or. or or because the funny thing is the first one establish clear written policies for vetting off ice conduct including identifying red flags requiring detailed vetting and documented resolution 
establish clear timetables and responsibilities within the organization to investigate prospects, community, or other off-ice commitments. Establish centralized documentation of vetting to include reporting on red flags and off-ice issues and ensure such documentation is available to all stakeholders involved in the process. Establish tracking system to ensure responsibilities for all vetting tasks are clearly assigned and tasked or tracked. Utilize independent third-party resources to investigate and resolve factual issues when reviewing red flags and determine whether there are specific training or rehabilitation programs the prospects should participate in depending on the nature of the red flags. Can I ask you this question, Ron? After reading those, wouldn't that be the norm every single time regardless? This is the new policy? You're telling me they didn't have these policies in place before they signed Mitchell Miller. This is the, now I'm going to turn into a Ron right now. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because this should have been a guarantee already. Yeah. How are you not vetting these players prior to, how would you not have, uh, you know, procedures in place to, to vet these, these players prior to you're telling me now this is your new policy. What was your policy before? And eh, we'll throw a dot at a board. We don't care what the, who the player is. If we, we, whatever he did in the past, we're going to sign them. Like, what were they doing? This makes them look worse. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. It's exactly it. what it is. It's, it's dumb. It is ridiculous that you weren't following these things in the first place. Stupid. I'm sorry. All this is, look, all this is, Eric, is them trying to save face of signing this guy and thinking that nobody's going to know who he is, so nobody's going to care. But, and that's what I'm saying. But then you put this out now, and it makes, to me, it makes you sound worse. It yeah. makes you sound like you were complete buffoons who just went in there and said, okay, we're going to sign this guy. Anybody want to check on? Oh, wait. Do we have a pop? Nah, we don't really check. We don't really, you know what I mean, have any policies in place to, to to make sure these guys. Oh, wait, he did something off the ice. Anybody checking on that? Is there a timeline? Did we get any information? Oh, we didn't. It's dumb. They they should be embarrassed for themselves for putting that out and saying that's their new policy. As a Bruins fan, I am disgusted that that's what they said the new policy is. I would have rather them say, look, before we sign any player, we are going to vet them 100% because there was there was a breakdown in our process because we had processes in place. Not We basically had no process, and yeah. now we're putting a process in place. They, they knew what they were getting. You said it correctly. They were hoping nobody picked up on it. That right. would have been a better argument to say, oh, they look. Knew, they knew about the player. Yeah. We they tried knew. to sneak them in the back door. I would right. have respected that more. <clears throat> I would have respected that more. That, to me, just goes to show that you deliberately did it on purpose. You knew yeah. what he did. You knew what kind of person he was. And you were just trying to sneak it by everyone. And it yeah. didn't work. It no. didn't work. Yeah, Ron, it's pick and roll time. You know, we're, we're too, oh, the media in New England is too smart for that. That we are. That we are, my friend. Pick and roll time. And all these great players were, or donned the number 51 in their career. We're going to decide how we rank them from six to one. You are first this week. Great players. Great players, my friend. Okay. 
some should be in a hall of fame quality while they were still playing. Um, these players are Randy Johnson, Dick Buckus, Ichiro Suzuki, Jim Ringo, Bernie Williams, and Trevor Hoffman. All war the number 51. You are first, my friend. You know, it's too it. bad you didn't have a guy named Paul, John, and George. Ah, and Ringo. Yes. Right. Yeah. That would have that would have made yeah. the list. Or Volkswagen. Because then you would have had the Beetle. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So all these great players, as Eric would, would say. Great. Um I put at number six, Trevor Hoffman. Um, once again, look, great career saves. What, 601 career saves. Um, 2.87 ERA. Had 100, well, I mean, 1,089.1 innings pitched. And had 1,133 Ks, so more than one per inning. Um, Seven-time All-Star. And uh, believe it or not, this was a thing. Uh, two-time Rolades relief pitcher. <laughs> it was, and I had to look it up. 1976 to 2012, and then they finally changed. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's because it, like Rolades were no really. Yeah, they really around anymore. I don't I mean, know. Probably not. <laughs> um, how do you spell relief? You know, R O L A I D S. Well, Rolades. for the team, they spelled it T R E V O R. Actually, I spell it uh, Captain Morgan. But that's a difference. That's a different story for a different time, my friend. See, alcohol is not the answer. It isn't, my friend. It isn't. It isn't. You know? <laughs> that is alcohol a, that is a only disguises pain. Ah, uh, uh, that the the spoken words of a true a true genius. Yes. So I had Trevor Hoffman at number six. Um, so let me ask yeah. you this question real quick before we go on to number five. If they had a podcast Hall of Fame. Would you have to wait till we were retired, or would you prefer to be like Hall of Fame Ron and Eric of Sports I'd have and to retire. You'd retire. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Go ahead. Okay. Number five, which I'm probably assuming that you're not going to agree with this, but um, I put Dick Dick Butkus at number five. Interesting. Interesting. Um, 119 games. I mean. 22 interceptions. That the tough part with the, the with the, the, the older generation of, of NFL yeah, players, there the wasn't tackles. Yeah, there's no tackles, so we don't really know. A different type. Like I think he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, don't get me wrong. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, uh, eight Pro Bowls, five All Pro. I mean, he was a he was a great player. Yep. Um, I just have him at number five in this this category. Okay. No, um, with these particular players, I see, I see, and uh, and I don't think you're gonna agree with num my number four either. And I have Ichiro at number wow. four, okay. Um, 311 batting average, fantastic batting average, 3089 hits, 1420 runs scored, uh, 780 RBI. I mean, he was lead off most of the time, um. Uh, I had a stolen bases somewhere around here, but I just lost where I 500, put it. 509 stolen bases. Um, an MVP, 10-time All-Star, 10 gold gloves, two batting titles, and three silver sluggers. Look, I wanted to put – I thought 
I thought I was going to put him number two. I thought I was going to put him number two. And, and I had a hard time debating between Butkus, Suzuki, Bernie, and Randy Johnson. I had a really tough time with this yeah. one. And this is where I say when you say great players, but they all really had some, some solid numbers. Yeah, well, really I had. think five of them are Hall of Famers. I think five of them are. I don't think Trevor Hoffman is. Okay. Um, at number three, and number three, four, and five came down to Bernie Williams. I put Bernie Williams at number three. And the reason why I put him ahead of Ichiro is because he played, like, what? Like, like less six, games. 700 less 16. games. And <laughs> he only had, like, 50-something less Kenny, runs Kenny, scored. Kenny, Kenny's making fun of our butt kiss. Yeah. Yes, very good, Kenny. Very good. Uh, that's the maturity level here at Sports Unfolded. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so when I looked at those runs and the RBI – you know, 1,257 RBI, 1,366 runs scored. I just looked at those numbers, and it's like, that is better than Ichiro. And the batting average is only 297. Only 297. Garbage. Only. Garbage. Right? It, it's not much less than Ichiro's. Yeah. You know? 23. And I know that Level there's one. a lot less hits there, but he did have a lot less at-bats. But the man won four World Series. Yankee great. And I don't, you know, I didn't, I never really thought of Bernie Williams as a Hall of Famer until I looked at these numbers. And these numbers are pretty impressive. And those championships to go along with it, that's impressive. Yeah, little little sneak peek. That could be our next Dynasty episode, the, the 90s New York Yankees. Yeah, it could be. Um. Five All-Stars, a batting title, four gold gloves, uh, like I said, four World Series, and a silver slugger. <clears throat> Look, Bernie Williams did it all. Like, he's a champion. And champions belong in the Hall of Fame. So, at number two, and I thought this was going to be my number six. And then I looked into Jim Ringo. 187 games, he started 186. And this guy is one of the big reasons why some 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 random quarterback won some Super Bowls. This, this was one of those reasons why that guy won Super Bowls. You know, I mean, 10-time All-Pro, um, Pro Bowl, 6-time All-Pro, I mean, two championships. I mean, he's the reason why he's like a huge part of why those two championships were won. Because this man right here. Yeah. So, and then number one, I, I had to go Randy Johnson. Uh, just watching him pitch was just, he's so intimidating. Like he's, he, like lefties you know, just wouldn't play against him. You know just, the image I still get though, every time is that when he hit the bird. Oh my god! And you just saw that the feathers like just blow, the yes. bird looked like it exploded. I know, <laughs> and, and I don't know why. If, every time I think Randy Johnson, that's the very first thing. Yeah, I think and of. that's what his like. Arm what's the odds you like? hit a bird? His like, arm was yeah. a cannon. Yeah, and probably 
one of the top three lefties to ever play the game. And I and I like Steve Carlton. Um, say top three. That's kind of tough, but you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, as he starts to think about it, yeah, I start to think about it. You know, and, the big unit, uh, Penny. Yes, the big unit. Yes, but I mean, you look at it. Three hundred and three wins, which is not easy to do anymore. I don't know if we'll have too many three hundred winners anymore. Three point two nine ERA and in the the steroid era, that's pretty impressive. Um, I mean those, the innings pitch forty one hundred forty eight hundred plus strikeouts. I mean five Cy Young awards, four time ERA winner, like he was the best pitcher in five years, five times, best pitcher. 10-time All-Star. He won the triple crown of pitching. Mm-hmm. And he's also got a World Series win. And that World Series is very memorable with him and, and Kurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my he was number one for me. So believe it or not, we weren't that different. We did we 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 got two guys we flip-flopped. But um I agreed with you at, uh, at number six with Trevor Hoffman. Uh, again, just didn't he, good, good pitcher uh, or reliever, but I, I still think when I think of most dominant, you know, I think of Mariano Rivera. I think of some of those guys that, um, yeah, and, and I just didn't put him in that same class. I went five. I went Buckus as well. And again, um, I thought the the interesting thing though, Hall of Fame team, sixty and seventy, anyone yeah. defensive player of the year two two, two right. times. Yeah. Uh, but again, without having all the numbers, I'm sure his tackling numbers were ridiculous, but without having those numbers, it kind of hurts. The, here's the only differences we had. I went Jim Bringo at four, and I agree with you. I thought he's a key part of why they won those championships. Uh, but again, as a center, you know, 10 Pro Bowls, six all pros. I, I, I the, the baseball guys to me just had some better numbers. But did you realize, too, he's in the Hall of Fame for both the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. And he only played in Philly for four years. Yeah, I know. So that's pretty impressive. That was pretty impressive when I was researching him. Yeah. I, and this is why I had him so high. I mean. Yeah. No, I, know, I, I could see why, why you did it. We just flip-flopped Ichiro because I have Ichiro at two. But Bernie Williams, I did have at three as well. Um, and I had Bernie Williams at three because of the batting average. I didn't put him ahead of Suzuki. Um, and then I looked at also when I looked at triples, believe it or not, 55 for Bernie Williams, 96 for Ichiro. Uh, and, and the fact that 10 all-stars, 10 gold gloves for Ichiro. Oh, I know. It was not an easy decision to have. And the, and the MVP. And the MVP. So that's why I put him yep. ahead of Bernie. And that's the only reason. Because the championships, I was weighing it. And I'm going four championships. But then if we're talking just purely the player and not the teams they were on, I, I had to say Ichiro would have been my number two. And then, again, Randy Johnson at number one. Um, I, I think, to your point, I mean, just the, the Shane Adams. He's second all-time in Major League Baseball and strikeouts. Yeah. Only the great Nolan Ryan is ahead of him. And it's like right. 900 strikeouts more. But... Nolan, and you I know what the sad part is? Too. I still think Randy Johnson was a better pitcher. Ooh, there'd be some that debate that as well. I think I, I think seven, wasn't it? Seven Cy Youngs by uh, Nolan? 
He might be ahead of it's. He, you know, I, I mean, seven. it's. Oh, is that his no hitters or something? I don't know. Okay, so my mouse stopped working. <laughs> Seems to do that a lot, my friend. It just stopped. I can't even change anything. Oh, there you go. And it just went to pick and roll because I, I, I'm trying to make it to move. All right, so let's go. Okay, it's prediction time, my friend, and we're going to... I don't know if I you can bring up the up. picture. <laughs> I can't put it up. <laughs> All right, so I won't... Uh, I, can, I can only press the button here. So I'll prediction time. So give us those stats, Eric. All right, let me look it up here for a second. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh it moved like an inch. All right, so basically where we at... Uh, Lead is 10, go, uh, two weeks left in the season. Uh, 207, you have 217. I went seven and two last week, so I picked up uh, two games on you. Um, you were five and four. Manny was three and three last week. Almost at 568 and 71 on the season. Uh, mm, Kenny, I know you're bad. out there today. So, Kenny, you're going to have to make some predictions, my friend. You are well below 500 at 31 and 40. Not very good. Yep. Not very good. And All you right. took your side and the face off. Go figure. Yeah. So you are first this week. So you're picking on Christmas Day. We have the Milwaukee Bucks at the Boston Celtics. Um, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I look at after you hear that, after you hear that interview, I think he's already saying he's losing the next couple of years. Okay. Okay. I think they lose tonight to minnesota and then the fire is ignited they are beating the boston celtics kenny is going celtics as well that's not boding well for me i am going boston on this one on december 27th you got the phoenix suns at the memphis grizzlies believe it or not phoenix has started to play much better basketball i'm going phoenix here i just feel like they're going to start to take over the west i'm going memphis i am going memphis now, we... the difference in interviews, I don't know if you caught the interview with Ja. I didn't. Um, they asked him, what team do you feel stands in the way of, of Memphis becoming championships? You know what he said? Themselves? No. They said the Boston Celtics. That means Ooh. he is. They are going to run over the Western Conference. Oh, so they plan on getting to the the finals and facing yes. Boston. Well, according that to Boston, that getting is it. an interview answer right there. That's what I, I like want to hear from I like my it. stars. Kenny, Suns at Grizzlies. Who do you got? Where is right, well, where's Manny? Uh, working, I believe he's working. Oh no! T tonight again. I think the puck already dropped, so hopefully you're not cheating. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot the game was on tonight. Bruins at the New Jersey Devils. Boston. I went Boston as well. Yeah, I'm not going with the Devils. I can't seem to get out of their own way now. Twelve twenty-nine. You got the New York Rangers at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I am going New York here. I just feel like New York is is starting to to make the move. They're on the top five, and I feel like they're playing better hockey. They both are on the top five. Yep, but I, I feel like New York. Well, 
Yeah. <clears throat> they have both got a nice long winning streak going. You know, they both played very well in the last three weeks. Um, oh, I am going to go with Tampa Bay. Okay. Tampa Bay it is, my friend. Christmas Eve, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, one o'clock, the Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. Europe. Not like, the, not like the country. Europe. I'm going Cincinnati. What? This is a first for you. Oh, Kenny went Tampa. Uh, Cincinnati. I, I, oof. I can't. I, I never go New England. <laughs> I don't believe in that team one bit. I went Cincinnati as well. We've got quite a few. Ah, uh, here we go again. Walk like uh, an Egyptian. Susanna Hoff is at it There again. it is. Walk like an Egyptian. Uh, Christmas Eve as well. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I am not sold on Minshew. Garden of Minshew. I am going with. <laughs> I am going with the the Dallas Cowboys on this. They're at home. I already made my prediction. I'm going to Eagles. Okay. You got a good shot at catching up this week. It's a lot different. I, I, I told you I'm on mustard relish guy, but all right. Kenny's going Dallas as well. I know Manny would go Dallas if he was here. Maybe I'll give him a just a, a Cowboys pick. Uh, also on Christmas Eve, you got the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's a tough one because you would think no, Minnesota. Tough. Minnesota's winning this game. Minnesota is winning. I went Minnesota as well. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as you think. Yeah, it is. It is not, my friend. It's going to be easy. It's going to be Ron, like a Sunday morning. Ron, we are winding down our show as we normally do. Can you? Is there no Nothing. way to bring up the ticker? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so if you wow, I didn't do that at all. Huh? So if you'd like to follow the show on our social media platforms or Rhode Island Broadcasting, just check out that ticker it'll go through every one of the ways you can follow us make sure you like subscribe donate you got you can donate bits or stars uh, on twitch and oh, Facebook stickers on youtube and stickers on youtube um we'd also if you are looking for sponsors for our show ron if you could let the fine people out there know how they can do that absolutely you can easily Find out all the information just by emailing us at ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. It's just like going to your favorite coffee establishment, getting a cup of coffee and a donut. It, it's that inexpensive, and you get thousands of viewers, and it will always be on the Internet. It's there forever. That's it. And it also goes on our social media. And let's say Facebook, over 10,000 viewers. You know, we have 10,000 plus followers, plus, you know, you, you add the 300 and Twitch and 300 and 
and um, uh, the Twitter, and you know, a thousand plus on on YouTube as well. So you're gonna get thousands of eyes and ears. Yes. So just make sure again, reach out, uh, get that information. Uh, we'd love to be able to you know promote your business as well as you help ours continue to grow. Yeah, like a pick and roll. Come on, that's that's you know the pick and egg roll. Yes, you're still waiting on that one. Brought to you by yes. So, Ron, how we normally end our show, we do our final thought. It doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. You are first this week, my friend. So your final thought slash thoughts. My final thought goes out to uh, what, what that that what's the guy's name is that sold the Suns. Uh, Ron, uh, Rob Sauver? Sterling, right? Is it no, no, that's Sauver. the other guy. Sauver. Yeah, whatever. He, uh, another Sauver. guy. Adios. Don't let the door hit you in the backside on the way out. The best thing for the NBA is to get rid of these these scumbags of the owners. And I think there's going to be some that follow in other sports. NFL, Snyder. That one's getting close. That they are definitely working closer. on that one. And, you know, it's about time. It's about time because you can't expect the players to follow all the codes when the owners don't themselves. And that is where it starts. It starts at the top and the rest of your team just follows suit. So the only way it's going to get cleaned up is you clean up the top and you work your way down. And so we can have everybody living in in peace and harmony, you know, like I try to do all the time. You know, I'm nice to everybody. I, I have to outside. <laughs> Not one I have to. All right, so I laid it on a little all thick. Right. Just a but, little bit. You know, but no, seriously though, that is important. And you know, you can't dictate to the players if you don't do it yourself. You can't. No, absolutely, right? Lead by example. No, that's a great point. Great point. Great final thought. I actually have two. I know how much you love when I do that. But uh, first one, I just want to real quick shout out to Brian and Manny who have done just for kicks. Wanted to congratulate Argentina for winning the World Cup. Uh, great match uh, this weekend uh, that just passed on Sunday. I, I ended up watching the entire game. What they've been able to bring to Sports Unfolded in, in my enjoyment of watching this tournament I just wanted to thank them for that and congratulate Argentina on, on a well-fought victory that went to penalty kicks. What a great match. And then on a sad note, I want to leave because next week we actually do our memoriam of all the great players that yep, have passed there. and all the, uh, you know, from all sports. But uh, I did want to give my final thoughts off to Franco Harris, who had passed away now at age 72, and they were going to honor him this weekend. In the NFL, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it for the Immaculate yeah. Reception, and it was 50 years, the anniversary coming up this weekend, yeah. and how sad to see that happen. But I believe the Steelers and uh, the Raiders are still going to do some kind of a tribute uh, based on that, but it's just a shame that he won't be there to see it. We saw this earlier in the year with Madden, right before the uh, documentary came out, he had passed, and it's just... It's just sad to see because a lot of these guys are right around when we started, when we were born or just started following sports. Right. And 
they they were heroes. I I still to this day that immaculate reception is one of those fun, greatest plays in NFL history. It's one of the greatest plays ever. They'll show it for the next fifty years as well yeah. because it was just one of those unbelievable plays in the NFL. So rest in peace, Franco Harris. Um, again, just our thoughts and prayers with your family as well uh, during this difficult yeah. time. It seems like we're doing a lot of these uh, every week now, Ron. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in next week. It's the final show of season two, episode 52. Can't wait for that. Um, the predictions will just about be finalized at that point. And we've got big and better things for season three coming up. So already booking some interviews and, and looking forward to having more sports be unfolded every single week. So Ron, as always, I appreciate your time tonight. Appreciate uh, all you do, all the fans that have joined live tonight. Jay, Manny, Kenny, thank you for joining us. All those that are going to watch afterwards, continue to follow, like, share everything that you possibly can to help us continue to grow. And all we ever ask for every single week is just peace on earth. Have a good night, everybody. And Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.